Hello, and welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer, coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been great friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a way to share our wisdom with the world, or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, and this year, I think we've watched oh, 172 hours of Democratic presidential candidate debates. There's been a lot of them, but uh, we're trying to make this podcast together to try to help each other and hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So, Mr. Kramer, what is today's topic? All right, we're back to our roots. We're not talking about... Uh, the world economy or even national politics, we are going to talk about Android versus iPhone, which is the way to go for the cheap people out there. Oh, boy. I think this is like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, yeah, not to spoil it, but if you're if a listener, if you got to run off to go to the bathroom or something, clearly Android is the way to go if you're on a budget it, it sure is because you can get a really nice android phone for about 200 bucks a brand new one for about 200 bucks right so that's what uh inspired us to do this podcast uh we were talking you had just bought yourself a new phone which was almost identical to the phone i bought whenever it was six months ago uh, i think we independently came up with the same math which is too funny, as my wife would say, is you may have mentioned it to me, but I did not have any idea what phone you bought. And we both ended up buying a uh, LG phone, and I got a V30 phone, and you have a V35 phone. Yes, which are, I think, pretty close to identical. I think it depends on who the distributor was. I think the V35 was just for the, the Google, um, Google Fi uh, distribution. Yeah. Yeah. I think I looked the specs up the other night and there was almost no virtually nothing different. It was not not a huge amount, if you will. Yeah, I noticed today while I was trying to do some research that uh, they have the LG V, I'm sorry, yeah, LG V40 ThinQ at Costco uh, unplugged. How, how do you say it? When you're unlocked, unlocked. Unlocked. Yeah. I think it was $600 brand new. Gotcha. Wow. Ouch. That's still pretty expensive. Yeah, it's the latest and greatest. I paid, sort of paid $700 for mine, but it was a one-day special at Google Fi, and they gave me a $700 travel uh, travel voucher along with it. So kind of it was free, but not yep. really. Gotcha. Yeah. So I just I just got my phone. Um, like I, like you said, a few, uh, last weekend I played around with it a bit. I don't have a huge amount of experience with Android. My wife had an Android phone. She had a Samsung S4 a few years ago. So I think they come out with a new phone every year. I think they're in the 10. So it was about six years ago she had a S4. And I remember setting that up and mucking around with, an, with Android a bit with it. Yeah, but, both of us have uh, families of four. And now we are the outliers that are not Apple iPhone users. The rest of my family are zombies controlled by Apple. Yes, and we're embarrassing them, sending them green text messages instead of blue. I know. They said something about that. And I have no idea what that is, nor do I care, but apparently that, that's a thing. Uh, it is. I think we all ended up in the Apple ecosphere the same way, or at least 
I mean, what happened to me is I wanted an iPhone. I think it was the 3 or the 3G when it came out. AT&T was the only one who had them. You could talk to each other for free. And so we were stuck there for many years just upgrading to different iPhones. Yeah. I think uh, kind of the same story here. We... Um... We were with, we had talked about cell phone coverage uh, a number of podcasts ago and about you know changing. We were with AT and T for a long time, and of course iPhone debuted on AT and T. And actually, my daughter, who's the older one, was interested in getting an uh, iPhone at the time. So she was she actually saved up her babysitting money, and uh, I think paid for part of it, if you will. But back in the day, it was two hundred dollars to get a phone, right? Because it was subsidized. You signed it to your contract. Right. And, you know, my thought process was, well, $200 to me seems like a lot of money, but hey, for a birthday or Christmas gift, maybe every couple of years, every two and a half years, didn't seem that outrageous, if you will. Now that the carriers are not subsidizing, looking at some of the costs of the, the new phones, both the high-end phones from Android and the Apple, it just, it just seems insane to me. Although I will say we have some of those in my family and it just seems kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what pushed me over the edge. I, I had a iPhone 6S that I really liked. I liked the size, I liked the features, but it kept getting slower and slower, and then it started doing random things. So it was time to replace it. And the, to get the iPhone 8, the 10 was already out, but the iPhone 8 would cost me over 800 bucks to replace a phone I liked and give positive feedback to these knuckleheads who were intentionally outmoding my phone. So... That's when I started shopping for um, an Android phone. It's just a it's just a huge amount of money because you can. We both settled on the same phone. I looked at a, the Motorola G series phones, really well regarded in the last series five, six. Uh, they're on seven now and can be had for about two hundred bucks depending on the version. And you know, I think I think I would argue that they're eighty five percent as good as the top of line phone for a heck of a lot less, right? Yep. And yes, and if you drop it in the toilet or leave it on the lift when you're skiing, you won't. You'll only feel two hundred fifty dollars worth of bad, not a thousand. And that's a that's a real issue because I've had my my, my daughter recently um, left her phone in a cab um, and never never saw it again. It was an expensive Apple phone, so those things do happen. Even to she's like super careful person, you know, never broke never broken her phone ever. You know, every phone that she's ever had still works to this day. I have some old Apple, like, 3 that I have sitting out in the garage that plays through, like, a speaker, you know, to listen to music in the garage. It still works that many years later. And, but um, stuff like that happens. Well, Dave, while we are the minorities in our households, we are uh, have a lot of company around the world. Uh, worldwide, Android has 76.23% of uh, market penetration uh, as of September 2019. It is pretty. Uh, it is pretty amazing, and I, I think I was looking at similar stats where iOS has something like 22 percent range or something like that, somewhere in the 20s. Yes, and uh, everybody else shares the bottom one percent. It looks like. Yeah. Now it's funny. I will say that um, I actually, I actually still have an Apple. I have an iPhone 7 that I carry for uh, work. And before that, I had a, I don't remember if it was a 6 or a 6S. So I've had an Apple phone for about four years. But directly before that, I actually had a Windows phone, and I really liked it. Um, 
I, I thought it was nice. I liked the OLED screen, but the problem is no one supported it. And then simple things like having a Bank of America app where you could deposit your check would no longer work on the Windows phone. So I was one of those like one percenters who had a Windows phone a few years back. Well, Windows still exists. They have 0.17% of the market. That's amazing. I'll, I'll make my snarky Windows comment. Window, I think um, Microsoft bought Nokia for like $7 billion. So I, I think, I'm not sure the world's a better place, but maybe it would have been a better place if they took the $7 billion and gave everybody in the world $1. <laughs> That's my snarky yeah. comment. The world would have been better off if they had just given everybody a dollar. <laughs> well, uh, Android is not as popular in the U.S., but it's still the most popular. It's got 52.1% market share here. Yeah, it, it's amazing that Apple is so such a high penetration because it's an expensive phone. It's interesting. Um, like I said, I don't have a huge uh, experience with it, but I loaded all my apps this week and I'm still working on my new phone. It is um, what my family would say. We were discussing this before the podcast is for folks who are used to iOS, which pretty much everything is standardized and locked down. Android is sometimes overwhelming with all of the customization you can do with it. Yes. There's a lot of choices. I'll say too many choices. Yeah. In fact, I was sitting here brainstorming with them, um, uh, and we thought that maybe it might be a good idea if the Android folks did some sort of limited customization mode. That might help increase market shares. You could have full Android total customization, but maybe have some limited customization modes that would make it kind of the look and feel a simple mode or something like that. I think that's an excellent idea. I don't know if you remember, um, I know you use Excel spreadsheets, but back in the day, there was a function where you could make it copy the Lotus 123 functions. I remember that. That was very helpful. Yes, because I'm old enough to have remembered using Lotus 123, and a lot of folks were struggling with that, and you could mimic that, couldn't you? Yeah. So it would be good. They should have for uh, uh, recovering Apple users a, a skin you could buy that makes it copy it. It doesn't have to be exact, but it would be nice if it functioned roughly the same way. Yeah. And I'll say setting up, I struggled a little bit. And I actually, I reached out to my life. My sister has an Android phone and has one. So she helped me a couple times. I got stuck. And of course, you know, you can always go to the internet and and uh, search for something and find pretty easy answers but she helped me a couple times and there's still a few things i'm trying to figure out on on the phone that i have i i bought one through the t-mobile version there's different versions of this phone i bought the t-mobile version because it has certain bands that only t-mobile has t-mobile bought all the a bunch of bandwidth for the old uhf if you remember the um your tv days when you had an antenna oh that kind of bands i thought you meant like they had exclusive rights to broadcast blink 182 or u2 or something no, no. Um, you know, we we switched to a we switched to using a T-Mobile um, virtual company uh, a few months ago. I've been pretty happy with it. Okay. And um, T-Mobile has excellent service, as good as AT&T or Verizon, um, uh, pretty much everywhere. But where they where they don't do as well as Verizon, it doesn't really matter to me. They don't do as well in rural areas. And uh, they, uh, I think, spent $8 billion in one of the recent um, auctions. And the FCC was auctioning off all, a lot of the UHF bandwidth. So if you think about your, your old TV, right. um, what, it, what it was all those stations above, I don't know, what above like what, 15 or something like that. Right. 
so they're using that to um, the, uh, and I wanted to buy a phone there's if, the new Apple phones have that band band 71 is the band that I want so all the new Apple phones have that but there's not been a huge uh, push to get um, other uh, phone makers to get that band and I just wanted to kind of future proof it and that's the carrier I think we're going to stay with at least for a year because we prepaid for a year of service so um, that's why that's one of the reasons I got this uh, LG phone and in fact, it's a pretty awesome phone. I mean, this phone, when it was new, was a $700 phone, like you said. Um, mine is a slightly used version of it, and I paid 150 bucks for it, and it seems like it's working pretty well. It looks almost brand new. Uh, yeah, and it is, if you lay it next to the uh, 8 Plus, it's almost exactly the same size. And if you put it in a clear case, I've, I've had people say to me, what, what kind of iPhone is that? I thought you switched to Android. I did. They just look exactly the same. <laughs> uh, and I and I ended up buying a uh, once I got the phone. I checked it out for a day, made sure the battery worked reasonably well. I went ahead and bought a clear case, and it does look very similar to some of the um, uh, Apple phones that my wife or my son have. Interestingly enough. Right. So we only embarrass them when we send them texts. Yeah. Yeah. But I will. I will give the iOSs people. It. It's a. It's like a computer. If you're into computers, it's no problem. But I think it's a little overwhelming for people and the customization, how to set things up. And on this phone, it has a little bit of, uh, what do they call it, bloatware. Because uh, my phone turns on, it turns on the T-Mobile. And I think there's a little bit of bloatware that's associated with T-Mobile. So I can't quite figure out what's like LG apps on here versus what's like pure Android, if you will. Yeah, it's... The iPhones were kind of sticky, too, because um, back in the day, you'd invested in all the music in iTunes or, um, or or bought apps, which you can't transfer. So those are sunk costs, um, but I, I was trying to figure out how many apps I had to pay for to replace when I switched, and it's not many. I gotcha, yeah. I, I mean... You know me, I'm super Mr. Cheapskate, so I don't have any apps that I pay any money for. So I was able to, and I was able to get all that same apps that I have for free on Android. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have to pay for apps. They're sure, I've paid for you know software on my computer to do things um, like sync iTunes and stuff like that and organize iTunes. But just on my phone, I've just never have an app that I have to pay money for. Yeah, and some of the things I use were services, and they have apps for both. So, like that Songster app that does um, guitar tabs, or Evernote. I'm a big fan of Evernote, but yep. that's uh, neutral as far as which which system you're using. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I have the New York. I like to get the New York Times, so I have that app, but it's free. But you just, you have to pay for the subscription to read it on your phone, um, which is nice to have. Yeah, the but, only thing I can remember paying for was a, a calculator that simulates the HP 11C. Oh, yes, I love that. I have, uh, I had, I got one that was um, free. So you have the reverse pulse notation because just the reason a regular calculator is just madly frustrating sometimes. So um, I, I still have my uh, HP. Um, I'm holding on to it right now. It's very sentimental. I still have my HP 15C. It's amazing how long the battery lasts on that thing. It is amazing, and it's amazing that this thing from 1985 or 84 is still working, and I pretty much use it every day. It's a little bit beat up, but um, it is an amazing thing. Yeah, and it's still got that very satisfying click when you push the buttons, but you 
don't can't smartphones are great but they don't click when you push the buttons yeah that's for sure um let's see ios what can we say about ios it is um i think you know if you're used to it and i'm used to it, it's a little easier to use it's a little simpler in the sense it just it keeps it simple so my my mom who's 92 years old has an iphone and she was able to use it and figure out how to text on it and use the phone on it. So I think it says something in terms of simplicity, right? Yeah, and there is a standardness about it that is helpful when you're sharing. Because you and I happen to have LG phones, so... But do you know which version of Android you're on? Um... I I think the phone came with seven, but it may have upgraded. And I don't, I can't really tell the difference between the versions. I know there's different versions, and I know people complain about their phone doesn't upgrade, say as fast as I guess the Pixel phones will get upgrades right away. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Thing. I think it's under settings, right? Uh, yes. So you and I have nearly identical phones, but I have uh, 9.0, and you probably have 7. Point something. So even if I wanted you to help me you would be looking at something different than me. Actually, Mr. Kramer, I the phone came with 7.0, but I did an upgrade, and I'm looking at now, I have Android version 9 on my phone. Very good. Yeah. They just, and they just pushed that out like two months ago. And it's okay, in, interesting, yeah. So that's, that's a little frustrating that uh, it rolls out differently for different manufacturers and even different, man, same manufacturer, but different lines of phones. Yeah. And what's confusing to me is I don't know what Android 9 is supposed to look like. So I think there's some bloatware on this phone. It's not a pure Android where there's some phones, like I'm trying to think, my sister has the Essentials phone. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's pure Android on there. That's what I've read. I, I'm not sure if it's pure Android, but I'm what I can't tell is there's some stuff on here that's LG bloatware kind of stuff. And so I can't tell. Some of the, some of the apps will say LG, like LG Health, but I can't figure out like what's the bloatware like there's a t-mobile app on here and what's not you know what's the pure 9.0 so i'm still trying to figure that out well here's a number for you in 2017 178 billion that's a billion with a b apps were downloaded and as you mentioned there's what seven and a half billion people in the world or is it, yes oh, we're getting close to eight maybe perhaps yeah that's a lot of apps per person, right? That is a staggering amount, yeah. But uh, I don't know if you've looked at this, and, and you should have a pretty clean phone, right? Because you just bought it. But I have on my phone 236 apps installed. Wow. And I went and counted. They don't do it for you, but how many I removed, and I've got 56 that I removed. Um, wow. Do you, so to see that, if you go to settings, general apps and notifications right at the top it says app info and mine is 236 apps installed can you check yours with your almost clean phone yep i will do that it's an interesting um 99 apps installed <laughs> and you've had it for a week i, I think it came uh, it, it's too late to check but i bet it had 50 or 60 and uh when you got it yeah i think um I'm not sure how to check that, but when I look at the apps, I'm just looking how many that I installed. And I think it's like a five by five array, one, two, three, four, five. So I, I probably installed 50 apps. I don't use a lot of apps. I think I have some travel apps like American Airlines Southwest. I've, I've got some financial stuff and maybe some travel and some different maps. Um, that's pr 
Spotify because where we've gone to a family plan there. That's about it. Well, the good news is smartphones have a lot more capacity than they did back in the day a few years ago. So in 2010, the average cell phone was had a screen that was 3.3 inches across diagonally. And in 2017, it was 5.1 inches. It is it is amazing how big they've gotten because, like I said, I have some old iPhones that I've turned into just basically music players. I've got one sitting in my mom's garage. If I'm over there working in her garage, it's my daughter's old phone, and it's amazing. Picked that up, how small it feels, and that was you know state of the art maybe six seven years ago, something like that. Yeah, and when I first picked up what I thought was a huge phone, felt like you had an iPad in your hand. I thought that was ridiculous. Oh, I can't reach with my thumb. But once you switch to it, it's very hard to go back. Um, it feels like you can't read it. It's so small. It is because I think I've, this one's a bit big. I have an iPhone Seven. This one's significantly bigger, and I find it more useful if you, um, you know, you could read it. It's I find it easier to read news articles. Some of my family love to use their phone to read news and article, and I generally won't do that. I'll just generally bring my laptop out if I'm watching TV. Sometimes watching the ball game, I might read the the news, you know, in the background, and I just have a hard time with the phone. But they'll read that stuff on the phone, and I can see with this screen size that I could probably get used to reading on the phone yeah um which might explain another statistic so in 2008 your average person spent 2.2 hours a day uh, on the internet on their computer and 0.3 hours a day mobile but in 2016 it's still 2.2 hours on the computer but mobile is up to 3.1 hours per day a whole order of magnitude more. Uh, I, I believe it. I, I'm just I'm tr thinking about my family. Um, I'll mainly use my computer just because it's the bigger screen. And I'm thinking if, if I have a computer in my home, like why would I want to use my phone? But my wife will use her phone to read the news. She'll even do a little bit of shopping, like something from Amazon in there. And I just would never consider that. I, the only, I, I'd only consider that if I was away from home where I couldn't get my laptop out, if you will, right? Like, okay, I want to have my smartphone, but it's the last resort of thing that I would use to search or, or um, shop on, right? But these bigger screens make it, 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 make it easier for sure. Yep. Uh, so back to the 2010 comparison, your average phone had uh, RAM, active memory of... 0.23, I assume that's gigs. I gigs back in 2010, wow. And 7.2 gigabytes of, of storage. And now it's 2.34 RAMs, uh, active memory, and uh, 55.9 gigs of storage. So, again, another almost whole order magnitude across the board. Yeah, it's a, it's, um, it, it is pretty amazing just how much memory these phones have. The phone I got has, I think, has four gigs of memory. Your phone, maybe that's the difference to the 35. It has uh, maybe another gig or two of memory. Uh, I don't know how. I hmm. I'm not looking at my phone. I just I'm remembering it from when I was um, reading. But I mean, the phone has four gigs of memory, and it wasn't too long ago that a computer with four gigs of memory was like a lot of memory for you know a computer, right? I think this has 16. The other thing that's good about Android for, is uh, the, you can put external memory in it, which makes me feel better. 
That is, that's nice because I've got a couple folks in my family that, that are wanted to buy more expensive iPhones because they wanted to have more storage. And of course, with iPhones, you don't have external storage and external storage is just ridiculously cheap anymore. And uh, I popped in a 64 gig card that I had sitting around that I wasn't uh, using, um, that I had um, extra and that can download a bunch of uh, Spotify stuff so that when I travel, I can listen to it on the airplane. Yeah, one, it, a lot of the apps kind of fight you on using the SD card instead of the internal storage. Um, you got to stay on that. Sometimes that's what the updates are for. Oh, I got you. I, I have heard that. Um, I have heard that. And then some of the apps won't let you store the external storage, right? Yes. Which problematic, yeah. I think I tried Spotify um last night and it it appears like it's downloaded to this to the sd card but i didn't check it it, it allowed you to do it and seemed like oh that's a good idea to do that um yeah that really extends the life of the phone if you can get it to work but um yeah so i, I get a lot of use out of my uh super cheap fire tablets um mm -hmm. i flew across country last weekend and i downloaded uh, a whole bunch of Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime videos and fat and happy with my little earbuds. Yeah, I like um, I like the the HD 10. I bought that for Dawn for my for my wife as a gift, and we were we were flying same as you across the country, and we watched um, what did we watch uh, we watched part of the series of the Politician, um, which just came out, and enjoyed watching that. I really like that Amazon. Um, Fire Phone. The, the thing I don't like about Amazon is their app selection is fairly limited, and you can get around that by um, kind of jailbreaking them. And I, uh, I have some old Fire. Believe it or not, I have. I, <laughs> we're going to talk about iOS versus Android. What about the Fire Phone? I have two Fire Phones. Did you know that? Well, don't weren't they Android phones though? They're based on a version of Android, but they only want you to order things through the Amazon App Store. But you can. Um, through some software, you can basically get yourself uh, onto what is it, the Google Store account? Yeah, Google Play. And, and so back in the day when the Fire Phones crashed, you could buy. Um, I bought two Fire Phones. I think the same day, I bought a 32 gig version and a 64 gig. And I just I use them for music players rather than my um, iPods, which I pretty much given up on iPods and my uh, Apple Music because we're using Spotify. But um, you can. Uh, Apple, they were clearancing them out, and you could buy like a 32 gig version for 125 bucks, and then get a year's subscription to Amazon. So it was almost free. That was back in the day when it was 99 bucks to have a year for Amazon Prime. Hmm. So I just I've kept them around. I keep one in the car as a music player, and I just I keep one in the house as a music player. That I instead of running my battery down for my phone, I'll take my phone and then just use this on the plane for the as a music player. Right. Yeah, you end up with all these things lying around. Occasionally, I have the discipline to trade them in, but they're worth so little, it's hard to give, turn it in just for a $10 credit or something. Yeah, they're not worth a lot. I, I, I was going to sell my Fire Phones because they're in pretty good shape, but I'm going to keep the 64 gig one just, even though I have a new phone, I when I travel, I like to make sure I have battery power, and then so I just use it to be the music player. and It, it literally cost me 25 bucks once... I applied the other credit to the um, 
getting the Amazon Prime membership, which we were probably going to do anyway. So I just like having that. And you can actually, the, the thing about the the Fire Phone, that crashed and burned. But you, you if you if you didn't try to work around um, Amazon, you could only buy apps off their store, which is kind of irritating. But there's, there's some ways to um, work around that with some software installs that probably most people don't want to muck with. And so like on my Fire Phone I have right now, I'm looking at, like apps that you couldn't get from the app store which is just it's kind of nice to have yeah but you know for the one that's not your main phone to be able to watch netflix and read a book and um maybe a little bit of um uh internet surfing and of course it works very well with amazon so you can do some shopping it kind of simplifies things a little bit yeah no but i love i love it. the hd one I, don has a i think a a seven inch older version that's getting kind of slow but the the current version from amazon lo love the hd 10 one and it looks it looks really nice and we have she has an older ipad like a version three which feels kind of heavy now because um the newer ones are about a pound that's like about a pound and a third or something like that yeah and i i pr much prefer to take the um fire 10 inch tablet with me and i i took that to indiana trip um, and just use that to trying to kill two 11-hour plane flights watching, um, you know, some series and some movies. Yeah. Well, bottom line, listen to this stat, Dave. In 2010, the average iOS phone cost $702. The average Android phone cost $441. And in 2016, the average iOS phone cost $651. So it actually did go down. I believe they're trying to correct for the the, the uh, carriers supplementing the cost. Mm. That, but the average Android phone is two hundred eight dollars, yeah. a third. Yeah, I mean, so if you're asking me, I'm a value guy, right? So you can buy a really nice brand new Android phone. I ended, ended up buying a slightly used phone for one hundred fifty bucks that was like the top of the line model from LG two years ago, and it's in really good shape. But you can buy a brand new Motorola G seven. For two hundred thirty-nine dollars today, and I'll bet it. Um, I bet on Black Friday it'll be less than two hundred bucks. Yeah, for our listeners out here, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. When I made the switch, I uh, bought an unlocked phone on sale. It was a Motorola G5 of some some persuasion, and I pulled the SIM card out of my iPhone, plugged it in, rebooted, then it worked. Took a few reboots, but uh, no problems. I was talking on the phone within an hour. Yeah. And it's really, you know, I get the operating system thing, but here's my beef. It's, it's like all I really care about is using the app. So the phone has an operating system that boots. Once you set it, you can maybe kind of forget it. And all I'm really interested in is does the phone app, the messaging app, the picture app, and then maybe being able to look at Google maps or something like that. Right. So it's really the app to me is more important the spotify app and how that works or the OneNote which i use i know you use i think you use evernote yeah. um to me that's more important than the operating system hmm. uh yes but um yeah it's it there are a few apps that aren't on both and then you could be stuck if it's one app you're madly in love with the other thing that disappoints me a little bit is uh the Apple Watch is the best smartwatch available, and it just does not work with an Android phone. 
that is that is a good point because we bought my my mom um she has atrial fibrillation afib right and so we we bought a phone and it it uh, does a lot of cool things and so it's really nice to keep her heart rate she has a problem with controlling her heart rate and it's just it is a nice phone. It's the best thing out there for sure. And you can just go to her. She has an iPhone 5S, you know, a pretty old iPhone that was a hand-me-down. But you can see it clearly right on her phone, and you can check her pulse rate and look at it. What was it, you know, over the um, today, yesterday, last week, last month, that kind of thing. It's, it is a nice – that's pretty cool to have. Yeah, I have a smartwatch that I like, um, and it's much better looking to my eye than the, the Apple Watch. But it – just doesn't work as well it, that uh, that defibrillation monitor it's approved by the uh, FDA it, it really works and uh, us 55 year old white men uh, appreciate stuff like that <laughs> or any person of a certain age it is it is a pretty cool watch and you can take an EKG on it we've done it a few times and it does give you a nice EKG readout and you can see it right there on the phone so that that is a that is a good point so if you are interested in that that's a good feature to have and you can only get that on an apple apple product that's for sure all right one more blast from the past number and maybe we can make this a quiz the share of smartphones in the overall market in 2010 what percentage of smartphones do you think were what of of mobile phones were smartphones were in smartphones in 2010 15% 38%. Wow, okay. All right. And the latest number I could find was 2017. What percentage of mobile phones are smartphones in, in 2017? In 2017, 85%. 94%. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. You have to be a billionaire to have a non-smartphone, just have the old flip phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some tests now you have to take. And, and the chief of staff to dial it for you. <laughs> It is amazing. I never want to go back. I mean, it's just, it, it's just literally so cool to be out to dinner. And I, you know, my kids don't understand. But back in the day, if you're arguing about, you know, who won the rushing title back in 1998, you can find that on your smartphone about two seconds and have the bet answered, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know what uh, teenage boys talk about now that you can't argue about uh, quotes from movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, who would want to go back? It's just amazing, you know. To have this thing at your fingertips, things that you used to have to go to the library to to dig up that would, might take hours to find the answer or an encyclopedia. If, but it had to be old enough to be in the darn encyclopedia. Yeah. Yep. So it is, it is a pretty amazing thing. Yep. Unfortunately, it also lets uh, false news get spread quickly too. But that's a different topic. That's another topic for another podcast. Uh, all right, we should wrap it up. We're 35 minutes in almost, Dave. Um, wow. Do you have a Dave Save a little tip for our listeners to save some money? I, I do, and it's it's related to the phone and a lot of other things. I love buying things that are refurbished or returns, and sometimes things just don't work out. Um, so what you might try is I, I love fangling, messing with my computer. And I will oftentimes buy stuff from my computer that are like Amazon returns, and oftentimes you can get a smoking deal on it. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, don't like it, they take it right back. Sell it to the next sucker. They sell it to the next sucker. And I've had some of those that went back, but I've got some other smoking deals on very gingerly, lightly used items. 
Um, but that's my tip of the day. Don't knock it. Give it a try. You can save a lot of money. All right. Uh, maybe not for uh, underwear or toothbrushes, but uh, electronics sounds like a good idea. Give it a shot. Yep. All right. Let's <laughs> sign off then, Dave. I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.